Hi everybody, Charlie here. This week on the Cherry Podcast, we talk about the huge auction of the uncut sheet of 97 Fleer metal football and why people are getting so upset by it. Grayson reveals which player he's going to buy from the NFL every time it comes into the Cherry Store. Plus, we talk about new Pokemon and answer your questions live. Thanks for listening. See you on the next episode. Bye. So this morning we've got a few things to talk about. The one uh, big thing that um, that everybody has uh, has got talking about this week is that huge uh, auction on eBay of the uncut sheets of uh, 1997 Fleer Metal Football. There's some, um, I think there's a green sheet and a red sheet. Of course, that year's got people like Dan Marino in it. Uh, I think maybe. Maybe Brett Favre too. Is Emmett Smith on it? Huge cards. And um, everybody, first of all, it's interesting because you rarely see those sorts of, um, those sorts of things come out of people's collections. They're, they're super enormous. I'm looking, at, I'm looking at one of yours here. You've got a, uh, a Marvel um, not sure what set it is, but that's a that's a large footprint of um, just of space to take up if you're going to store that in your collection and you're going to store it so that it's taken care of. It's um, it's a bit of a commitment, so I guess they mm. rarely come out uh, to see the light of day. I think they've got it at one hundred and twenty five thousand USD at the moment, and people are worried about. Um, about these getting snapped up and then and then chopped up and sent in for grading is that something we need to be worried about as a collector or um or is it more interesting to keep it as a you know, a unique piece yeah well i mean i it's not something i'm worried about as a collector um no not with numbered cards i mean i think the I've I've never seen so many '90s inserts again as I've seen recently. Like just dozens of ungraded late '90s inserts, which just screams to me that someone has a um, someone's had a bunch of sheets that they've chopped up. Oh. Um, unnumbered cards, uncut sheet. Well. They probably were meant to come out. They were probably meant to be in circulation anyway. Um, mm. the, the numbered stuff, I'm not that worried about. I mean, the amount of investment, PSA, BGS in particular, um, CSG, to prevent uh, instances where they where they grade a card that's already been graded or, or the, the number has already been in circulation. And graded. Um, I think we, that's not something we need to be scared of. Like, you know, worry about interest rates, like your fuel prices. You know, I would worry about the, the amount of E. coli on my eggs if they're not being refrigerated um, correctly at the supermarket. There's things that I worry about on a daily basis. Um, people chopping up a PMG and risking everything. Risking it all, <laughs> good old, like seriously, 
I think that the person who does that is the king. And if they chop it up, it's going to be like Minesweeper. They just got to put them into the marketplace until they accidentally put one in that Nat Turner already owns. Um, (laughs) PMG Minesweeper. Well, you say the word king and I instantly think Ken Golden. So that's the sort of that's the sort of person who I think would snap it up and then put it on and then auction it off. Um, or maybe chop it up. I mean, just thinking about it, you know, even trying to to cut cards from a sheet by yourself. It's just lunacy. Like, how are you going to do that? You're not going to do that. Like, what? I, you are not like Rain Man lining up these cards and getting a better result than trying to do it at a factory. I think people worried about that. It, you needn't be worried about that. You're not going to be doing it at home with scissors or, you know, an exacto knife. So um, I don't think there's much to worry about there. I think, I think they actually are cooler uh, and more unique as just a, a as a as a as a sheet. They're they're much nicer. They're more interesting to look at. You very rarely see them uh, as a collector, and when you do, they're like, "Wow, okay, so that's that's what these things look like before they get before they get chopped." I wonder how they are chopped. Like, are they all, are they chopped at once with a huge grid, or is it like sliced? It's a grid. So it's, I mean, there's only a few places in the world that do it, and I'm sure it's people that have access to it. I don't think it's not, it's not an issue that it can't be done. It's that it, particular number cards, like you've got to get the numbering looking right. The reality is that if they tend, they're going to draw a huge amount of attention. Mm. Um, so you'd want to have, like, the, the my favourite word, the providence, to be absolutely spot on. Like it's just, it just doesn't make any sense to do it. I mean, I, I certainly don't doubt it's done. Like I went to buy a stack of the 62 Hemet's journals that have the Ali card in it um, yeah. and I did it, you know, because you cut them out. That's a card that you cut out of a journal. Um, I considered whether that would be a good investment and then getting them trimmed up by someone who does it, um, who, who's good at that, who, who's done those sorts of things before. Yeah. And I... I don't know, there was something in my head that was like, I like that card as a slabbed card that has kind of made its way to now and that it was like cut up out of the journal at some point, like way back when. Like there's a part of that story, that that journey to that slab that I really enjoy. I think if I did it myself and like I was elite at cutting cards out of a journal, which I'm not, I'm actually really bad. Like ever since primary school, um, like I think on one parent teacher night, they actually called my parents in to talk about how poor, poorly I chopped things with scissors. Um, and that's, that's hard to take as a kid. Um, and, uh, and so I wouldn't have done it. But I also, if it had tanned, I just would have felt like, wow, that was, that makes me think way less of my six. Yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> Like, it doesn't seem right. It's like it's like when you used to win your Seeker Saturn games by, like, doing an up-up-down code at the start of a race and it would give you, like, half a lap. <laughs> like, so what? Yeah. 
Yeah, okay. Well, not much to worry about there. Uh, I think, uh, you know, it's obviously super interesting. Uh, those sorts of collector pieces, just very unique and, um, and interesting to see. A few comments coming through. Quickly on that, yeah. I hate uncut sheets. Um, I own those two Marvel masterpieces once because I actually hit the redemption in the 150-odd cases of it that I bought. Um, and the then I chased the other one. So I own two of the three base set uncut sheets. Uh, so if anyone does know of the third base cut, base set uncut sheet, which is the original Joe Jusco 2016 one. Um, this guy, I'm, I want to buy it. I want the set. Yeah, of course. Oh, well, there you go. The call out's been made. Uh, switching to our next topic, we've touched on this, uh, we touched on it last week, but I want you to narrow this down to, because I saw this as a great question uh, to start a topic um, in uh, on Twitter. I want you to narrow it down to one person. Who is the one player? It doesn't have to be a rookie. The one uh, football player. We've got this season starting, NFL season starting this weekend. Who's the one football player, if they come into your store with their cards, that you're not going to let leave the store? Who is that? Who are you buying? That top person. Uh, Russell Wilson. Okay. Um, because I think that his cards are affordable and I think that he's a potential Super Bowl winner this year. And I think that if he did that, he would very quickly put his name into the conversation of top 10 ever. Um, okay. Uh, and I, 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 I'm a firm believer that Trevor Lawrence... Um, takes a big step forward this year. So I think his cards are fairly priced. They're expensive. Mm -hmm. But I feel as though uh, he'll take another big step forward this year and is potentially the guy to own going into next season. Um, okay. But I'm, I think Herbert's high. I think Burrow's high. I think Tua is a massive risk. Um I think Mahomes is high. I think Josh Allen is fair, um, but but Josh Allen, if like if they don't win the Super Bowl, then it's a failure. That's a, mm. a big ask. So mm, that's, that's where I am. Okay, so that was Russell Wilson, and then you know, as a as a longer term one this season and in the next season, Trevor Lawrence. Yes. Oh, Lewis says Herbert will win MVP. Hello, LA Collectibles and Low Pop Card Shop. All right, um, before we go on to questions then, because we've got to, uh, I've got to open this place down here shortly. Before we go into questions, we've got brand new Pokemon uh, Lost Origin out tomorrow. A lot of people have, uh, have already put their pre-orders through. I guess the guys over there are probably shipping out so many, um, so many boxes and packs. What are, the, what are the cards that people are chasing out of that set at the moment? What are they snapping up? Is it the trainers? Is it, um, is it some of the alternate arts? What are, what are people after? It's the, trainer, the trainers entirely, and it's the trainer gallery cards. Um, they introduced them 
maybe you've like five or six sets ago. Um, we were still at King Street. I remember we were breaking the product down and Dale and I were like, these cards are beautiful. They're really, really pretty. Um, and uh, I, I know that we'd sold like oodles of them for 10 bucks a piece. And Dale and I were like on the phone to Damien saying, what's going on here? These things are these things are much too pretty to be selling $10 each. And, and then about uh, six months after that, they really caught fire. People started going, these are this is a serious insert that we really like to collect. Um, not a hard card to get at all. Like, um, they're just a really beautiful card, slightly shorter print run than, than a regular base card um, or a hollow. Okay. Um, this set is the first set where I think people have looked at those trainer galleries and gone, that that's jacked. Like, that is swole, that set. And they, like, the Pikachu alternate arts, the Charizard, you know, laying back like he's on some sort of deck chair in Hawaii, just yeah. them all hanging. There's some really pretty art, um, going to be super popular. And uh, and I think as a set, as the the rest of the set um, is soft. It's got the Kyurum and the Giratina, but the, the trainer gallery is absolutely on fire. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, they are beautiful cards. I mean, how many do you, would you usually get out of a booster box? Is it sort of two or three maybe? Feels like two. Um, yeah. I haven't, I haven't been involved in the breakdown of this year, of this set, but I, I think it, it generally feels like two, sometimes one, sometimes three probably. Mm, okay. All right. Well, obviously that is coming out. Um, it's out tomorrow so uh you know if you want to grab it at that pre-order price at cherry 159.95 you can still grab it today um and uh you know we've got the etbs ready to go we've also got another um super special for the tcg people Yu-Gi-Oh collectors will um will want to be on the website on saturday there's a yeah. um, another super special coming so Yu-Gi-Oh people keep your eye out and uh, our NFL kickoff sale is live currently as well. Special oh. on seals plus some uh, some nice deals on uh, on seal product as well. So you'll see it as soon as you land on the website. It's right there. You won't have any difficulty finding it. Cool. I better go check those some of those inventory levels. Um, the um, uh, just quickly, the Hobart store will have the full range or a fairly decent range of the Lost Origin singles too. So if you do collect and you're in Tasmania for the first week, at least probably the first two weeks, there'll be the full box of the uncommons and rares, hollows, big stack of hollows. Uh, Charlie will be looking after those and also the um, the uh, ultra rares too in the counter. So ultra rares, old arts, all that sort of stuff. So you get in early and grab those. A lot of people miss out. It's mm. as you know, Chuck. Yeah, that's right. Let's have a look a, at uh, at some of our questions here. We've got one from Multiverse on some Shack cards. He says, "Do you think there is still value in numbered patch Shack cards?" Um, I think so. I think that the game used. Uh, patches people are really starting to appreciate more. There was a big period of time when people were um, jersey and patch cards, they were like, oh, you know, five, ten bucks. 
the reality is that it costs those companies a huge amount of money to get a gay new shack jersey and despite the fact that it's absolutely gargantuan um they don't get that many cards out of it so i think their values have always been low um in terms of getting numbered shack cards i think that i would still focus on really clean shack autos he's got a tendency to sign um quite a broken autograph um i think if you ever see a really clean shack autograph it's a good buy because you know he 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 didn't necessarily change the game but he certainly um he certainly put a huge spotlight on that on the game um mm. the end of the jordan era so mm. Good stuff. Thank you, Multiverse. From Alexa Collects is the next one. Gee, if you hypothetically stumbled upon the full 60 Hemmets journal, would you grade the sheet, get someone to cut the clay out, or cut it yourself? This is the, the early uh, Cassius Clay Muhammad Ali card. Yeah, I 100% get someone to cut it out. Um, like I said, um, I failed cutting in primary yeah. school. Um, and then, and I, and I don't have, I don't collect sheets or journals or anything like that. So I would have someone cut it out. Um, and then I would uh, deal with the moral kind of conundrum after that. Like if I felt like, you know, I suddenly had the only 10 in the world, um, you know, how would I feel about that? Like I'd, I'd You'd certainly be gutted. Well, I'd pray, I'd. I'd find a church somewhere and, and some olive branches and begin just hitting away at myself like uh, <laughs> like, like the passion of the Christ. Um, yeah. But I'd move on. I'd find a way to move on. Yeah, you get there eventually. Uh, from Adam Elsom, he says, uh, why can't it come up? There we go. He says, player worn uh, versus versus uh, patch versus match-worn. Oh, player-worn versus non-associated versus match-worn. Oh, um, they're all – oh, sorry, match-worn, obviously. Um, everyone wants match-worn. Um, yeah. I'm a big believer that there are uh, – that having the variation in the market is really good because if every single one of them was the same in the market, then I think – well, potentially the clarification has made match-worn more valuable. I think for a long time there, people undervalued match-worn. Mm -hmm. um, Player-worn and non-associated, um, I think they've got a place, uh, certainly with young collectors and lower-end sets. Um, I think that there's a certain element that is to do with legalities. I, I believe that a certain amount of player-worn and non-associated is probably has been worn. It just hasn't been able to be verified. Um, but at the same time, I think that that uh, if you buy, if you pay a premium for a product mm. that includes game-worn stuff, then that that card should be worth more, a lot more than a similar card with player-worn and non-associated. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Okay, one more from Sean. It's one that comes up a bit, but well, I'll let you answer it again. Are you guys going to get a Sydney store happening? I think it would do well as Sydney has no stores. 
Well, yeah, well, I mean, there are stores. Yeah, there certainly are stores. King's Comics uh, are doing a great job and have always done a great job. I really enjoyed mm-hmm. going there as a kid. There's um, also Diggers has got a store um, uh, in Sydney as well. A tremendous store, absolutely phenomenal uh, range of cards, including NRL cards, which are huge over there. Mm-hmm. Um, would love a Sydney store, have every intention of opening a Sydney store. Um, like every business, there's just so many different projects that are on our table um, and we've got to work through them and with what's best at the time, the cherry. Um, the the opportunity exists in Sydney for a, a very good store. Someone asked before, how's the, how's the Hobart store doing? Um, so the Hobart store is um, is certainly a trial store for other stores throughout Australia and deciding what we want, how we want to lay it out, how we want to operate it. Um, and to that extent, we're learning a lot. Um, there's a growing amount of people in Hobart that recognise uh, Cherry as the place to get singles and sell singles, which is mm-hmm. a big part of um, what we want to bring um, because the reality is that stores are not what they used to be. Um, most people shop online. It doesn't matter if uh, even if you've got like five amazing stores, Sephora stores, five amazing stores within like a five-kilometre radius of the CBD, most of their customers still shop on their website. Yeah. So um, we see our stores as a, as a destination for people to bring liquidity into the market, and um, that is uh, what we're learning. I think, um, Charlie, you'd agree, what we're learning from Tasmania is that people really want to see it as a opportunity for them to get liquid. And um, So, yeah, at some point there will be a cherry operating in Sydney, I'm absolutely certain. Great stuff. Uh, thank you, everybody, for jumping on. Anything else to add before we jump off, mate? No, just um, just like if you haven't been to the Cherry Melbourne store recently, you got to get in. It's absolutely uh, looking phenomenal. There is, I reckon, ten times the amount of singles available at the front of the space for you to go through. Um, we visited Burbank. We're working towards becoming a Burbank-like destination. Um, and so, yeah, if you haven't been into the store in Melbourne, please get down. Post-COVID, it's really starting to take shape. That's awesome. Some of the pictures, uh, Lake has sent me some pictures this morning, and, yeah, it was really looking nice. The team's doing an incredible job here, like an absolutely incredible job. They should hold their heads up high. And, and you know, I've just got to, I've got to be, go easy on them. I've got to stop, you know, just uh, coming in here and throwing my weight around. <laughs> Awesome. Thank you, mate. We will see you uh, next week. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Bye.